You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. Relationship Identity Mission. Relationship Identity Mission. Acronym RIM, R-I-M. Let's say the words together. Relationship Identity Mission. From our relationship, we get our identity. And from our identity, we understand our mission. This is the important order that we want to be praying about in this new year. We want to be praying about in our own life. Do I put my relationship with God first? And do I understand who I am from my relationship? And then do I understand how I'm called to live my life from my identity? It's the proper order, relationship, identity, mission. It's important for us to remember and it's important for us to talk about this morning because sometimes we forget that and we actually live the opposite order of that. We allow what we do to determine who we are and then from who we are, it determines who we're in relationship with. Let me give you a bad example. Um, I was uh, in high school playing golf. I was on the golf team. And, um, you know, we were, we were progressing rather well during the season. And we were kind of had our hopes. We had our eyes on state championship. And uh, I was a junior. And um, I had been practicing with these guys from my hometown right down the road. And we've been practicing for several years and we've been kind of working up to this moment. We had a senior uh, and his brother was a, a junior and playing golf and get to the district championship and we just killed it. It was amazing. We were phenomenal. Um, I shot one of the best scores in the district and so we, we went on to regionals and we just crushed regionals and um, we were doing really well and everyone on the team was kind of on the same page and um, Kind of we walked around as much as the golf team can walk around school with a little swagger. I mean, you know, really, um, <laughs> we had to tell people what golf was. And then we, anyway, so like whatever, golf team won the regionals, they go into state, blah, 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 blah. And um, get to state, and for whatever reason, the day before state championship, um, th there was a bug that entered in my body. And that bug forced me to hook the ball left a lot. I don't know what was happening, but like I couldn't hit it straight. I could only hit it left. And two days later, at the end of the state championship, we lost primarily because I stunk it up. Like I was horrible. And my team was kind of looking at me like, what is the deal? Like you were supposed to get us here and we were supposed to get to the end. And I didn't know what to do. It was an emotional roller coaster. It was miserable because last week and the week before, I was on cloud nine and everyone was boostering and bol you know, bolstering me up, 
But this week, no one wanted to talk to me. I'll share with you what was happening, at least in me. My performance, how I was doing, was giving me my identity. And my identity really determined how I was in relationship with other people in my life. As long as I was doing good, I was a good golfer. Bad example, I know. And as long as I was a good golfer, my teammates were like, we were, we were rolling, we was great, everything was good, I had good self-esteem, I had good motivation, I was waking up, and all this other stuff. But the minute I started performing poorly, I began to think I am poor. It began to influence the image, the identity of myself. And therefore, it began to affect relationships. Now, that's a, that's a bad example. It's golf, whatever. And some of you may be saying, really, what's the big deal? However, if we, in whatever state of life you're in, if we begin to identify our identity with what we do, we are setting ourselves up for deep failure and deep emotional exhaustion because it sets up our identity to be based on how well we do in our given profession. And it often influences who and how we are in relationship with other people. It's backwards. Just keep that in mind. I want to bring us to today's gospel um, and, and, and look through the lens of Jesus's life and then come back to our life. Just a little quiz, Bible quiz. Those of you who are familiar with your Bible. Um, Jesus was in Nazareth. He grew up with Mary and Joseph in Nazareth. It says he grew up in wisdom and knowledge before the Lord. How long did Jesus live in Nazareth with his parents before he actually began his public ministry? How long? Just be thinking about this. How long? 30 years. So 30 years, Jesus was in relationship with his mom, his dad, with his heavenly father. He was learning how to pray. Mary was teaching him how to pray. Joseph was teaching him how to pray. He would go into the temple. He would teach. He would learn. He, would, he was growing. He was building his relationship with God for 30 years with his father, becoming familiar with his father. And then today we have the baptism of the Lord. Today is actually the celebration of the baptism of the Lord. Jesus goes and was baptized by John the Baptist. And our, our baptism be, can be considered an anointing. We talked about this in Advent. You and I's baptism is a little different than Jesus' baptism. It's kind of cool. When Jesus is baptized, he changes the water to have power. When we're baptized, the water changes us. It's a little, little nuance, right? Jesus is God. He doesn't need to be baptized. He changes the water. When we're baptized, the water changes us. So Jesus is baptized. It's a symbol of his anointing, his being set apart for holy things. To be anointed means to be set apart. You were anointed at baptism. Jesus was anointed at baptism. He was anointed to be set apart for his mission, his and his alone. What was Jesus' mission? Well, we get his mission right after this gospel. If you go and open up the gospel of Luke and you keep reading right after, after it gives the lineage of Jesus, it says Jesus was prompted by the Holy Spirit to go out into the desert to do what? 
to wage war against Satan. Jesus' mission is to come down from heaven and to wage war for you and for me, to rescue us, to gain us back to himself. He is going to fight against Satan to destroy the powers of sin and darkness and death so that he can recapture and regain you and me for himself. That's his mission. And if you read Jesus' life, it says he constantly went back to prayer. He constantly went back up on the mountain or he went and snuck off in the night and went talk to his father. Why? Because his mission is only understood from his identity. And his identity is only found in his relationship with his father. Jesus is constantly going back to his father. Father, tell me who I am. Father, what is our mission? Father, where would you like me to go? What would you like me to say? Why? Because there were so many people trying to tell Jesus to be someone else. There were so many people trying to tell Jesus that he was a failure. So many people trying to tell Jesus that, why, you healed so many people, why can't you heal yourself? Well, why don't you do this? Well, why don't you do that? Well, why don't you be the king? Well, why don't you, why do you hang out with prostitutes? Why do you eat so much? Why do you drink so much? Why don't you drink? Why don't you eat? He was only able to be rooted in his mission, the mission that God the Father gave him because he knew who he was, his identity, and he knew whose he was. He was and belonged to the Father. That's why the baptism, at the end of the baptism, there was a voice that cried, that came out from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Can you hear that identity? At his baptism, he received, or at least we, began to recognize his identity as a beloved son, and then he goes out on mission. Now, how does that affect us? It's very important. Sometimes um, when people are interested in our community, they're interested in their parish um, beautiful compliment, Father. I, I came. Um, I came to Mass first time I've ever been here. Loved coming here. I felt so welcome. I felt the community was just um, spirits alive here. Um, I felt super welcome. It was just different. It felt like home. I, I want to join the parish. I, I, how can I get involved? What can I do? And I hear that, and it's beautiful, right? I, I hear that, and that's. Um, I'm like that. That is actually so beautiful. However, pause. Our starting point here is not mission. Our starting point here is relationship. And so I'll often say, hey, let's pause. So tell me about your relationship with the Lord. I, I want to make sure that you have a foundation, that you are grounded, that you have a prayer life, that you are connected with the source of him who tells you who you are so that he can tell you what he wants you to do. We may have a bunch of needs around here, but we just don't plug warm bodies into holes. We listen and we discern the Father because we are his beloved sons and daughters and we do what he tells us to do because he will animate us and he will give us life. And when people say, why are you doing that? Or what are you doing? Or you're so foolish? Or you quit your job, what happened? It's like, no, the Lord is giving me this mission. And I am his beloved son and beloved daughter. Because I know him. 
And you, most all of you in here are baptized. There are some exceptions. When you were baptized, you were baptized into the life of Jesus. This is important. Listen. When we go to pray, when we go to talk to God, our Father, we don't go to pray and talk to God outside of God as if we were looking at God or as if we were talking to God as if he were over there. What our baptism means is that we were baptized Language is important. Into Jesus. We live in him. You and I are part of his body, the mystical body of Christ. We're like a living organism in here. We're all connected. His blood flows through us. His heart pumps in us. We are all connected. And so when we pray, we pray in Jesus. And when we listen to the Father, we are listening to the Father in the Father. So when the Father looks at us, he says, yes, my beloved son. Yes, my beloved daughter. When he sees you, he sees a beloved daughter. He sees a beloved son. He says, I'm well pleased with you. And that's our identity. And if you and I stay there long enough, we will be strengthened, we will be renewed, and whatever he asks of us, we will have the strength to say yes, because we know who we are, and we're not dependent upon the world telling us who we are, we're not dependent upon a circumstance or our own efforts or what we can produce or our success or failures, because those measurables don't matter. A lot of what the disciples did could be viewed as a failure. Most of the early church died. They literally were crucified. They were killed. They were martyred. And most people could say, what a failure. But actually, it was such a victory. Relationship with God informs who we are. It gives us our identity. And when we know who we are, we can confidently go to God and say, Lord, here I am. I am yours. What is it that you would like for me to do with my life? And our mission flows from that. So whatever you do, wherever you are, it has to be informed by your relationship with the Lord, rooted in your identity. As we begin this year, 2022, let's kind of reorient ourselves. Let's think about our life. Okay, am I putting way too much emphasis on mission? And is my mission in life, whatever it may be, some of you have discerned your mission. I discern God's call for my life. And and I heard him say, you know what? As a beloved son, I want you to serve me as a priest. Yes, Lord, I will. I will do it. But I'm first a son, Like, I understand that. And no matter what people say about the priesthood, as critical as we can be about the priesthood, no matter what people say about how I'm living out my priesthood, and we can be critical about how I'm living out my priesthood, I know who I am. Because I know who I'm in relationship with. And it allows me joys and sorrows, pain and sufferings. Those of you who are married, if you know who you are, beloved son and daughter, and you enter into marriage with someone, you can withstand the good times and the bad, the sickness and the health, 
the criticisms and the difficult times because you know who you are and the Lord will not abandon you. He will not leave you orphan. For those of you who are discerning, you're single and you're discerning, what am I gonna do with my life? Never discern what you're gonna do with your life without remembering who you are. Let nothing you do in your life ever betray who you are. You're a beloved son and daughter of God. May this year, 2022, be a renewal and a reminder of going back to relationship, whatever that means in your life, securing a prayer life, getting involved in a small group, coming back to mass, coming back to the sacraments. Let's pray for each other in this new year that we may live in right order, relationship, informing identity, informing our mission.